Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining the show, Flash and Jeevesy time. Great to be with you this Saturday morning. We're going to get rolling pretty quickly here and start talking hoops. And uh, a man I haven't bothered to try and hassle to talk this year, and that's because you've had so many close games and the stress levels at different times, I'm sure, has been up there. Um, finals is here. How are you feeling? How's the group feeling? Yeah, I mean, I think all of us are, um, you know, excited about where we ended up and, and we finished the season strong and our guys continue to just keep showing up. Uh, we had a difficult stress in the middle of the season. You know, we were quite average in a lot of areas, but at the end of the day, uh, they just kept fighting and doing the right things, and uh, we reaped the benefits at the end of the season by winning our last five of six. So uh, we're in a good spot. Um, we're relatively healthy, and um, we're excited to where we are. Can I reflect just briefly on the year? And a, a fascinating year, certainly one that's um, different to years one and two in many respects. And I think it's the fact that when you look at your year and the close losses, especially in the middle of the year, Christmas Day is a prime example, 12 games for a total point of 46, 47 points for the season. How did you, as you get through the middle of the year to the back end when it's starting to get serious, how did you manifest to that and work with that as a group? Well, I think just uh, my coaches did a wonderful job of just being prepared and our guys are very steady in what we've been doing for the last two years and they just knew that the process was going to continue. Uh, we weren't going to veer away from anything other than to try, continue to try to address uh, some of the issues that we've had. Um, and then continue to focus on those things and stay disciplined. So um, it is a credit to our guys that, you know, I don't think we lost a game by more than 10 points, which is you know, highly unusual in a season that is as close as it was for all the teams. And um, um, our, it goes again to a credit of our guys of just um, staying together and doing what the right thing is. And, and um, I have 100% trust in my staff and the, and the group. And, they work through it, and that doesn't mean we're on the other side of it because all those things should creep back at any moment. But uh, we've been continuing to uh, address them, and we've done the best we could. Some of the interesting bits as you went through the year, and you lost a little bit of defense in many senses, but felt like you picked up in your shooting. Mm -hmm. As the back end approaches, to me, it feels like McDonald's been shooting the ball well all year, Jack very consistent, but... Now you're getting this reincarnation of Clint Steindl, which to me has been a really important part of it. Do you feel as the back end's coming, the, the fact that the defensive, I guess, principles and the players, a couple changed a bit, you're starting to see rewards with a better defence in terms for some of those guys, but in Clint's case, golly, changing games. Yeah, well, I think, you know, uh, the, the thing that's funny about it is, yeah, we were struggling on the defensive end for quite a bit of the season and our offence was ahead of us. And then at the end of the 28th game, we finished number one offensively and number one defensively in the NBL. Amazing. So I think that's, um, again, a great credit to our staff, and I don't think people realize that, but we were the number one defensive team in the league yep. when it was all said and done, and now the number one offensive team. So uh, a lot of work was staying in place, and our guys continue to grow, and, and Clint um, is continuing to morph into – um, finding where the shots are for him and, and opening the floor up, and that's what he does. You know, he's he's a fear factor guy on the floor that you have to be uh, very aware of where he is, and he allows our, our bigs to roll down the lane and space the floor for us. And uh, obviously when he's making shots, 
that's just a whole other um, uh, weapon that we have. And can I say he's a prime example of some of the guys as the back end of the year has come, they've lifted their defensive output. There's been Clint Steindl in the end of the year, compared to some of the times the last two years, to me, he's a different defender. Yeah, well, I think across the board, our guys that were new, like Drimmick and stuff, continued to work through our process of what our schemes were and what our foundational values were. And uh, Jordan Crawford's another good example. And uh, and then Magne being back around the rim is obviously uh, quite helpful with his protection. And Marcus Lee gives us another dimension. So our guys just continued to do the right things. Like I said, it sounds it's an old record being played over and over again. But um, there was no pointing fingers. There was no was veering away from uh, really the end game, which was uh, we have a long season ahead of us. We have a lot of opportunities ahead of us. We're good enough to win a championship, but we have to make sure that we're doing the right things. And I think a lot of other teams were believing the same thing. And, um, you know, we, we ended the season, obviously, on a, on, a, on a positive note. As I've touched on the finals shortly, but just finally with that, that sort of group that you've got, and obviously Crawford in his first year, and I've seen Milton Doyle almost changing roles the last month, handling the ball more, mm -hmm. more pass-first sort of playing. You haven't had to rely on solely your imports. Those two guys that shoot yep. us in particular of recent times to win games. Is that something that you think, gee, if we can get this going? Well, I think, uh, you know, in the first two years, we relied heavily on our imports. And then this year, uh, we tried to increase our shooting. And Shawnee Mack is continuing to develop into a really, really good player. And Jack Vey's taken himself to another level. So uh, the national players that we have uh, are all continuing to grow and getting better in those areas. And then we felt like, you know, Josh Majette, we wouldn't be where we were without him these first two years, but we needed more scoring punch in the backcourt uh, to help Milton take some pressure off of him. And we started to look for a scoring guard to sit next to Milton. So uh, JC has allowed us to function in a little bit different way and play a little different pace with his speed, but his scoring ability. And, and Milton and them, are, you know, have been you know, ham and egging it going back and forth. And one, one's on one night and one takes a little bit more of a role of uh, a facilitator. And, uh, when they're both going, it'll be very exciting, but they've um, morphed into a really good combination. You talk about the combinations of the league, and I heard your comments during the week about the quality of the NBL now, which certainly resonates with me. such an incredible league where I think you're quite right. You've got the defending two-time champions down at fifth and sixth ready yep. to believe again. Uh, in terms of the quality of the competition, for you, where, where's it at now in your third year in Tasmania? Well, I mean, it's obviously at the highest level it's been since I've been here from top to bottom. And uh, every game is quite difficult. It's very hard to win on the road in this league. Uh, the coaching continues to get better and better. And then the players are coming in and, um, you know, the vibe around the United States is this is a place where a lot of players want to come and play instead of going to Europe because the season's shorter and the quality of living is off the charts. And it's a good first step if you want to make – uh, your debut back into Europe kind of basketball, but come to the NBL. And then, you know, former NBA players are looking for other places to land. And so the league has got a great reputation. Um, the season's short, so it's not as stressful as being in Europe. And uh, we continue to get players uh, coming from all over. They're just continuing to get really, really um, high-quality guys. And then the Australian players are continuing to get better. The guys coming back from college every single year are slightly better. And uh, they're going to need probably another team or two here shortly. You talked about retaining your defensive identity, which you certainly have. When you look at the playoffs coming up, and we'll touch on the teams briefly, in terms of your rotation, it looks completely different to what it does the last two years. With more flexibility, the shooting's good. You know, the McVeigh's averaging 38%, mid-40s. 50% yep. Clint Stein was shooting from outside. But then you've got the interior threats that yep. Will Magne and defensively golly. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, the, again, we were trying to address some needs at the end of that New Zealand series where we thought... 
um, you know, they, they got up in after us a little bit and we had a hard time scoring and we needed to find some other ways to do that and was a priority to find shooters and improve our shooting um, and try to find some other scores. And then obviously a healthy Magnet is uh, a game changer in a lot of areas for us. And then, um, you know, Marcus Lee has done very well in his limited minutes of playing now with Magnet and a different dimensional Indeed. kind of player. So. Uh, that versatility has been good. And, again, the, the growth of Jack McVay and Sean McDonald um, can't be underestimated. And then Drimmick fitting in um, in a role where, uh, you know, he's a quality shooter, but he also is uh, quite scrappy and a great offensive rebounder. And, um, you know, we just seem to, to glue uh, at the right time. Uh, Illawarra, briefly, uh, and I am certainly know that you won't be looking past next week at all. When you think of them 10 weeks ago, um, the, the thrashing down here at My State Bank Arena, the changing coach, the three-year appointments, um, Gary Clark, it's an extraordinary story for them now to be challenging for the exact same spot you guys want. Yeah, they've, they've done a great job. JT's done a great job of flipping the script over there, and there's been a few coaches this year that have done a really good job in that mode. Um, and belief is a very strong thing, and so when you start to believe and you start to uh, string games together, uh, players buy in very quickly, and, and um, they've done a good job. They have multiple-level scores there. Um, they're quite scrappy, and, and they're playing a great band of basketball. And, w again, we'll have our hands full on Wednesday. They've been very, very competitive, um, and it uh, should be an exciting game. For you, can I, can I just leave you with this thought process about um, amazing first two years, and we could talk about for hours about how that grew and the culture and all that sort of thing. Do you feel with your health, uh, the form at the back end, which in fairness both years has been really good, that this is your best chance almost in terms of having a complete team that with rotations that you can go in all sorts of places? Well, I don't, I don't uh, think in that realm other than what's in front of us. I think if you get too far down the road or you get too happy about where you're at, you're going to get smacked around and you'll be quite disappointed. But I think um, health is a huge factor in this. And like I tell these guys, you have to show up. You don't know if someone's going to wake up the next morning with COVID or the flu or right. whatever or sprained ankle in practice. Yes. And, the, and the whole series can change very quickly. So um, you show up, you uh, try to uh, defend your, your home court whenever you have an opportunity to do that. And uh, you need a little bit of basketball luck. You need the basketball gods to be on your side to make a run through things. That's right. um, and, and you have to just continue to believe in what you're doing and follow that process. But uh, I feel like, again, this is one of those rare things where I'm really confident that all six of these teams have a chance to win a championship. I don't think home court's going to be a huge factor. Yep. I think the teams are good enough. They have individual players that are good enough on a single night to dominate a game. And um, it will be a difficult uh, grind to get to the finals. Can I just leave you with this thought as uh, your Tasmanian journey? You've been here for three years. Um, we really appreciate you and everything yeah, you've done community-wise and culture-wise, etc. Can you give a bit of an example from someone who came in from the outside and has come in, why, when this footy team in Tasmania happens, and I know the passion you have, so you'd, I, I haven't asked you before, I'm sure you'd have a strong opinion on it. Can you give a little snapshot why it's so good to play for Tassie and why equally, like it has for the Hoops, it would be amazing for the state? Well, I think this is the, the big thing that I've learned in the short amount of time when I first got here was that um, if you don't connect the state, um, then you're, you're going to do yourself a disservice. And that means a lot of hard work of a lot of traveling around this big state and finding these people and these kids in these other places that you just normally wouldn't go to. And That's right. I spent three years doing that after the season's over. With, I'll be going north again into places that I've never heard of and talking to schools that have 100 kids or yes. 300 kids. 
And if you're not willing to go down that road and just think that the name is going to get you somewhere, you're, I think it's fool's gold. Indeed. And, and for us, um, we got the catchphrase when I got here that I developed, which was defend the island, which I think became a rallying cry for everyone here in the state, not just for basketball, but for businesses or kids playing in their youth teams about what it means to be Tasmanian and play for this island. And um, I think we hit a, cur a, a nerve with everyone here in the state at the right time, at the right place. Uh, Katzelman had great vision to come here and put this team in this quickly. And um, you have to connect the state. And that, to me, is the number one thing that has been able to drive this um, product to where it is right now. And I still think we're scratching the surface and more work ahead of us. But if the ALFL comes in and just thinks they're going to stay in their little um, bubble, uh, they're probably going to be in for a rude awakening. Very true, very true. Good luck over the next month. We're yep. all behind you. It's yep. very, very exciting. Can't wait to call the games yep. here on SCN. Scott Roth, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Anytime, Flash. Good one. You got it.